Welcome to Ordinary Matters, a podcast about faithfulness in everyday life because the ordinary matters. My name's Alistair. I'm the lead pastor of St. Peter's Fireside, a church in Vancouver, BC. And this is who I'm primarily speaking to in this podcast. But if you're listening in, I hope it'll be helpful to you as well. I'm sitting with my wife, Julia, once again. She's a registered clinical counselor of New Story Counseling. And we're gonna continue to discuss what it means to become a non-anxious presence for the good of our city. One of the things that we're noticing on social media is this pressure to make the most of our time. Uh, What are some of the ways you've heard that message? I will tell you, I've heard it in so many ways. And maybe this reveals about me Maybe I'm sensitive to that pressure, but it could be anything from some some advertising to learn a new language or um, master chef class or these programs that are being advertised right now for you to learn and grow in some new skill. Sometimes it comes from very well-meaning individuals who are saying, we're going to look back on this time and we're going to say, how did I spend time with my family? And like, what did I do with all this extra time and it's like, oh my God, that's so much pressure. And some of it is, uh, yeah, some of it is like maintain your mental health and uh, pressure to, you know, keep your social distance and a lot of the policing that's happening on social media and um, through, you know, other means, but also this pressure to keep connected to people. I've talked to way more people in a day than I have when I'm not in uh, self-isolation mode. For you, have you seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. Even as pastors, there's a lot of pressure right now to make sure we're maximizing this opportunity for ministry. And what I'm seeing is a lot of churches, a lot of well-meaning pastors are actually now creating more output than prior. So in lieu of having to plan Sunday services, suddenly there's daily devotionals and more messages and prayer meetings. And and again, not, it's not that all these things are wrong, it's just an increase. And there's this pressure to make sure we're doing this all well and, and suddenly it's more performative. Uh, I think something you said is really important to acknowledge is that I think people for the most part are well-meaning. Absolutely. You know, And so we're not picking on any individual or any group of people, but maximizing your time just in regular life is problematic for a bunch of reasons, but especially so during a pandemic. Uh, What would you say is the danger of that message for this time? I will say I've definitely heard and read more people trying to make something good out of something bad than just state in the obvious that we are in a crisis, that this is hard, um, that we are losing a lot and simply leaving it in that space. So I think that would be a message I would welcome and more in my own life. And even if you're listening to that message and you think, okay, I'm going to make the most of today. I'm going to use this time to the best that I can whether it's how I school my kids or how I do work from home or how I make use of this newfound time because I'm suddenly finding myself unemployed. Um, Yoga, healthy eating, fancy baking. One of the problems (laughs) of all of that is 
making the most of your time might lead to neglecting what you're actually experiencing. Mm -hmm. So it actually creates a bit of a disconnect from reality and motivation. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say is probably the baseline experience for people going through this COVID-19 epidemic? We need to acknowledge this is a crisis and that this is not normal life. And this is not time to suddenly expect yourself to be able to do everything you were doing before and more. This is probably a time to expect ourselves to be doing way, way, way less. So lower your expectations. <laughs> is that a happy message? No. <laughs> what was that show in the 90s, Lowered Expectations? It's it like an SNL skits. skit. Lowered it was an SNL. It was the offshoot of SNL. Mad TV. Mad TV. The not as good SNL. It was like a bad Maybe dating show. Maybe I just show. totally upset some people. It was a bad dating show. Lowered yeah. Expectations. <laughs> this, is, this is where we are right now. Yeah. COVID-19. Lowered Expectations. <laughs> and our podcast. Lowered Expectations. Please lower them. One of the reasons I don't like the message maximize your time or make the most of, of your time is it diminishes us to what we can produce and accomplish. I mm. think there's room to say God invites us to be good stewards with what he's entrusted us. But in God's kingdom, in God's big picture, stewardship doesn't always look like productivity. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's it's small, you know, it's planting a seed and it's waiting for it to to grow and it's toiling and it's, it's patience, you know? And, and, and so I think we get confused because sometimes we read these messages in scripture that say, you know, stay awake, you know, like, don't be like the people who fell asleep and the master came home and they weren't ready for the master, you know? And what we do is we read workaholism into that and we think, oh, I just need to be busy, busy, busy. And, but you might actually end up doing the opposite of what the parable is saying. You might actually be so busy, so distracted, so uh, preoccupied with trying to make the most of your life that if Christ were to show up and knock on your door, you'd be too busy to answer. And so what does faithful stewardship look like for us in a time where maybe we need to slow down because life has changed all around us? In my opinion, for the time we're in, for this crisis we're in, where things are hard, faithful stewardship might not be mastering a new skill or even trying to keep up with what your life was like two weeks ago. It might be a lot smaller. Your, might, your life might be a lot smaller. It might be directly about your own body, your own mind. It might be about your own um household. So if it's just you and your household, that's rather small. If it's um, you have a family, it might be requiring a bit more from you. But I, I just like the idea, especially at this time for this podcast, to give you permission to make it smaller, to recognize this is hard. And you could be a good steward in the small things. There, there doesn't have to be so much pressure. Yeah, I think if you're busy and you're rushing or you're, you're just filling your time as much as you can, trying to make the most of it, it can actually compromise what you're actually accomplishing. You're, you're accomplishing busy work, but not necessarily what God's asking of you. And so in this time, and I'd say as as would be what's required of us in any 
moment of time is that life like salvation is a gift to be received. And so even though life is unordinary right now, what I think the invitation is for those who follow Jesus is to wake up and say, Lord, what do you have for me to receive today? Now, for some of us, that might be a, a lot of work. Uh, for others of us, it might mean, no, today I need to slow down. I'm, I'm not doing well with all these changes. I'm feeling disoriented. I need to make space to process that. For many of us, it's going to be teaching our kids and helping them get through school at home. And we're going to need to realize that in taking up that task, mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of things we need to put down. Mm -hmm. So how do we receive life as a gift in the way in which it's been given to us at this time? And I think the only way to be able to answer that with any clarity would be to slow down enough to listen and to examine what's driving you and what I think is actually driving those of us, myself, I'm, you know, Enneagram 3, the performer, those of us who feel the need to make the most of our time, to maximize our time, what's actually driving us is anxiety. Mm -hmm. For myself, I could say that my fear of not leaving anything of significance or a legacy is often what drives my desire to do a lot with my life, to accomplish a lot, mm -hmm. to perform. And so even in a time like this, some of the rhetoric of when you look back or when your kids speak of it years from now, what will you have accomplished? What will you have done? And that's an anxious mm -hmm. question rather than saying, in this time, how do I receive what God is doing in my life, what God is doing in my community, what God is doing in the world? Mm. Yeah, because I'm thinking for myself, it's also for me that anxiety is also like keeping up with people like keeping up um with what other people are doing maybe there's some comparison happening in my own life that especially is affected by being on social media a lot more and um that that might also be another source of anxiety for us is comparing ourselves and how we're reacting with comparing with how other people are reacting and so there could be a few things like I like when you said reflect on what's driving you because for each of us what's driving us might be different but um there's room to sit back and receive what God's giving you today and that might mean you do less and you produce less and you are still more I think one of the contemplative exercises I've always enjoyed is thinking about the worries of your day or the stresses or what's heavy on your heart and having clasped hands at that time or making fists and holding your hands as tight as you can as you think about the many things you're worried about. And to me, uh, maximizing your time is essentially a fist. It's mm -hmm. white knuckles. It's, it's trying to just do as much as you possibly can. And in that contemplative exercise, you then open your hands and you turn them over, palms up, and you release it all to God. And from that posture, you can let go of maybe what you're worried about or anxious about or the pressures you're feeling and sit there with the Lord and receive whatever mm -hmm. it is he might have for you. Mm -hmm. And I think Part of how we become non-anxious in our core mm. 
as people is acknowledging the different shapes that anxiety comes in during this time, realizing that they create a bit of a knot in our stomach or a tightness in our chest or a busyness in our thinking and surrendering those things in ways that we can, in prayerful ways that we can, in simple ways. I'm not talking mm-hmm. spend hours and hours in prayer. I'm talking about taking moments throughout mm-hmm. the day, simple moments where you you feel, wow, I'm I'm suddenly carrying a lot. Mm-hmm. You tighten those hands and you make a fist and then you release it. And you say, come Lord Jesus, help me mm-hmm. present to you, help me receive what you have as a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if there's a message I would want maybe some loved ones or the church to hear too is that just getting through the day-to-day in this crisis is enough. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is understanding of where we are. I, I actually don't think he's expecting us to do an extraordinary, um, amount of things differently. Obviously that's different for people who are working at this time in essential services like the healthcare system. But for many of us, um, just coping and getting through each day is probably enough. We're just at the beginning of this pandemic. We're only, at least in Vancouver, a week or so into these new distancing rules and the changes that are coming And it's all very disorienting. And when you first go through a dramatic change, uh, it's best not to start changing your life, but rather trying to remain rooted, try to slow down, and try to accept the new reality as it continues to evoke different things in you. And so if we're going to be a non-anxious presence as a church, it's not maximizing our time. It's being faithful stewards. And it's slowing down enough to actually receive life as a gift, even though life is dramatically changed for us. That's all we have for you this week. We hope it's helpful. Our prayer for you, our hope for you, our hope for ourselves is that we would encounter Christ in this time, not by hurrying, not by adding more, not by making the most of it, but by being present to his presence by receiving what he has for us, by surrendering our cares and our worries and our anxieties and the pressures we feel to him and opening our hands, opening our heart, opening our lives to receive what he has for us.